Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with Adrian Bluss for your Daily News Roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, inflation, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and other top-traded tokens are up in markets showing mostly green. The big news of the day is that, according to official statistics, the rate at which prices increased compared to last year slowed to 4.9% in April, from 5% the month before, and coming in lower than basically all consensus forecasts, which were between 5% and 5.1%. Those new statistics, of course, come to us from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, or the BLS, and the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, report out this morning. The price of Bitcoin rose more than 1% on the news to just above $28,000. All of this could have an impact on the U.S. Central Bank, which, at its last meeting earlier this month, saw the so-called Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, indicate that it's considering at least a pause in its historic run of rate increases that's seen the central bank take the benchmark Fed funds rate from about 0% in early 2022 to the current targeted range of between 5 to 5 and a quarter percent. While that fast pace of rate hikes hasn't succeeded in bringing down inflation to the Fed's nominal 2% target, the interest rate whiplash that's resulted has succeeded in blowing up some of the largest banks in the country, and forced Fed Chief Jerome Powell to open new and expanded bailout facilities to try to keep the growing problem of bank runs, which are really just a way of saying loss of confidence in the solvency of the banks people are keeping their money in, at bay. This, of course, is not what anyone would call sound policy or good medicine, but that's modern markets for you. Bitcoin has historically seen increased intraday volatility in the six-hour window both before and after new inflation data hits. That's according to a research analyst at Paris-based crypto data provider Keiko. Quote, the intraday volatility, especially around data releases, remains above average. This trend will continue as the U.S. Federal Reserve made it clear last week that monetary policy will be even more data-dependent, they said in an email. In other words, Bitcoin could see heightened price turbulence or price swings in either direction throughout the day. But the question on many people's minds, of course, was what will cause the next big move in prices? The Toro investment analyst Callie Cox points to inflation as the chief concern from everyone from the U.S. central bank on down to crypto traders. On a recent appearance on Coindesk TV, Cox argued that Americans want inflation to decrease while maintaining job security, and the Fed is trying to balance these, but it's a process that inevitably involves some pain. Quote, Powell really leaned into his megaphone and provided some very flexible language on the future of policy, Cox said, continuing, 
They keep dropping hints and statements where they basically change the language around if future policy moves are needed. This could be a hint that the Fed is becoming more flexible, end quote. As an aside, the Fed recently tested out how effective some AI language analysis tools are at decoding and interpreting the Fed's very carefully worded statements, and found to its chagrin that it was more effective than most analysts, which they acknowledged could be a problem, even as they declined to explicitly say that the reason that it would be a problem is that the statements are seemingly intentionally ambiguous and confusing to keep markets on edge and watching the central bank's every word rather than making decisions about what they think will happen in the future. But I digress. Despite Bitcoin's congestion, it remains a defensive asset, according to Cox. Quote, In the wake of massive sell-offs, Bitcoin, while still risky, seems to be benefiting from both its traditional role and its emerging role as a value store during lower rates, she said. Aside from Bitcoin, what's Cox watching at the moment? That would be Ethereum. She views Ether as a riskier investment but recognizes its economic value and the number of projects being developed on the Ethereum blockchain. Quote, Ethereum is one of those blockchains that's proving its value at the moment, and I think investors are realizing that. End quote. Elsewhere, transactions on the Litecoin blockchain have surged to all-time highs as the meme coin frenzy and subsequent high fees on the Bitcoin network have sent crypto users scrambling for alternatives. Litecoin, which was an early fork of Bitcoin, has long touted itself as the, quote, silver to Bitcoin's gold, which is a claim that never made much sense, but which continues to appeal to some. Bitcoin Cash, meanwhile, arguably the losing side of the block size wars back in 2017, and which was modified to be more scalable and cheaper, seems to be benefiting from Bitcoin's backlog of transactions as well, at least according to some market observers. And we can't objectively say that it was one of the only top-traded tokens up in absolute terms yesterday. Quote, Bitcoin Cash is a fork of Bitcoin, so the market is speculating that there will be some spillover as a result of high fees or congestion, a trader from Arca said in a note to Coindesk. They also noted that the uptick for Bitcoin Cash will most likely be short-lived. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, Christian Sandor, Ankar Gudbele, Stephen Alfer, and Sam Reynolds. Bitcoin is currently trading at $28,176. That's about 2.3% since our show yesterday, while Ether is trading at $1,877 per token. That's up about 2% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,230. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,215 and represents about a one and a quarter percent increase across top traded tokens on the day. And now with traditional markets, here's Adrian Blust. Thank you, Adam. U.S. Treasuries and Wall Street stocks were mixed to up this morning as inflation data from April came in slightly below forecasts, adding to traders' belief that the Federal Reserve may be done with this interest rate tightening campaign. Relative to our markets update yesterday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down just under half a point, while the S&P 500 is trading relatively flat. The tech-heavy Nasdaq, meanwhile, jumped up six-tenths of a point. Over in Europe, most major indices were down, with London's FTSE 100 leading the losses two-tenths of a point lower. Both the regional stock 600 and Germany's DAX lost a tenth of a point. In Asia, stocks were mostly down, with Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index ticking down half a point, while mainland China's Shanghai Composite Index lost 1.1%. Japan's Nikkei 225, meanwhile, lost four-tenths of a point. And lastly, in commodities markets, Brent crude, the global benchmark for oil, gained just under half a point, trading at $76 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, is trading at $2,043 per troy ounce, that's up a third of a percent since yesterday. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the FT and Market Watch. Thanks very much for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for after the break. We're going to dig into inflation as well as other top stories. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Adrian Doc Plus here. Firstly, thank you for listening and for leaving your reviews. We see you. 
If you're listening on Spotify by chance, some of you noticed that you can reply a comment on every individual episode. So if you have any feedback, questions, or want to share what you think about a particular episode, just click on the episode on Spotify and hit reply under the Q&A section. You'll find me there. We want to hear your questions and get you all involved. I'll comb through the replies and bring up any questions we see fit on the show. So it'd be great to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at some of the drivers behind today's official inflation numbers covering April of 2023. The headline number for the consumer price index slowed to a two-year low, with year-over-year growth at the slowest pace since May of last year. That's not good news, but at least it's better news than the alternative. Core Services CPI excluding shelter, which has become the Fed's preferred metric since it cuts out the lagging indicator of housing costs, met expectations, with 0.4% month-over-month growth in April. A number of indexes saw price increases in April, including used cars and trucks, motor vehicle insurance, recreation, household furnishings and operations, personal care, apparel, and education. The prescription drug index and hospital services also both increased last month. All told, the index for all items minus food and energy rose 0.4% in April, which was consistent with March's growth. On the plus side, energy and gasoline were the main drivers of the downside, with the energy index decreasing some 5.1% over the last 12 months. And while the lagging indicator of housing costs remain high, the shelter index looks like it may have topped out even as owner-equivalent rent rises to a record high of 8.1% increase year-over-year. Inflation also continues to devalue citizen paychecks and outpaced Americans' rising wages for the 25th straight month. In mixed news, some indexes such as airline fares, new vehicles, and communications declined in April, which is both a relief given how much prices rose on those but potentially signals broader economic concerns. So those are the numbers, but we're actually quite curious to understand how inflation feels in your life. You can write to us at podcast.coindesk.com, or you can write to me directly at adam at adambelevine.com and let us know what you think. We've got Zero Hedges breakdown linked in the show notes on this one. Elsewhere, Bitcoin users in Africa are increasingly moving to the Lightning Network and stablecoins as transaction fees have soared to their highest level in about two years. The Lightning Network, of course, is a layer built on top of the Bitcoin network to process transactions more quickly and with lower fees. It's long been seen as the primary means by which Bitcoin could scale to a visa or global level of use, but which has been slow to gain much traction, even as it's been used to power novel use cases. But I digress. Many across the African continent have already been using these tools, so they weren't necessarily troubled by spiking fees. But it has caused problems, and instability has also been noticed even in wallets that use the Lightning Network, according to some. As a result of the higher fees, there's been a significant shift in demand for customers who now prefer moving their transactions through stablecoins like Tether, while folks with low-volume transactions now prefer the Lightning Network over the base layer. That's according to the founder of Africa-focused over-the-counter liquidity provider DigiOats. Coindesk's Eliza Gritzi is linked in the show notes with this one and has more. Meanwhile, financial technology company Digital Assets says they'll start a privacy-enabled interoperable blockchain network designed to provide a decentralized infrastructure for institutional clients. That's according to an announcement out yesterday. Participants of the network, which is called the Canton Network, include big banks including BNP Paribas, Goldman Sachs, as well as other large players like Deloitte, S&P Global, and Microsoft, among many others. Quote, the Canton Network is a powerful answer to industry calls for a solution that harnesses the potential of blockchains while preserving fundamental privacy requirements for institutional finance, a partner at DRW and Global Head of Cumberland, another participant, said. 
They continued, this unique approach, coupled with the ability to execute an atomic transaction across multiple smart contracts, is the building block needed to bring these workflows on chain. End quote. Coindesk's Elaine Braun reports. In other news, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, apparently went too far when it proposed a new rule demanding investment firms safeguard all their clients' assets, including crypto, with approved custodians, according to an array of critics not often in alignment. The securities regulator said the expanded requirement for how registered investment advisors keep customer assets should extend to pretty much everything the firms are in charge of. And while the February proposal explicitly folded in cryptocurrency, it also included other assets in a move that drew loud objections from organizations that aren't always on the same side as the crypto world. Financial giant JP Morgan and the Small Business Administration, or SBA, among them. As the two-month public comment period expired earlier this week, the SBA argued that the SEC, quote, drastically underestimates potential impacts, end quote, from its proposal. That's according to a letter from senior SBA lawyers who said the cost of these sweeping changes could threaten smaller investment advisors and force them to merge with others or get out of the business. Coindesk's Jesse Hamilton has more on this one. And finally, many Ethereum validators opted to withdraw their cryptocurrency from the blockchain staking mechanism last month after the network's upgrade went live, allowing redemptions for the very first time. But some validators who withdrew to wallets hosted by big U.S. crypto exchange Coinbase were treated to an unwelcome surprise. The proper tech apparently wasn't in place to receive those deposits, and so the funds were stuck. Quote, Our systems currently do not support deposits to Coinbase Ether addresses from external validators, a customer support representative told Coindesk, continuing, Funds may be stuck until we're able to support these transactions, end quote. A number of users flocked to Reddit to post their concerns, some 42 comments as of press time, about asset balances not reflecting either staking withdrawals on Coinbase's wallets. Coindesk's Sage D. Young reports on this one. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.